Hello. <laughs> Just thought, oh my God, I don't. We don't see each other these days. <laughs> what was it? Um, I waved at you through a window today. That was yeah. <laughs> seriously though. It's like it's like we don't work together. <laughs> and uh, it's like we're trialing the separation before the separation happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. When we as as long as I don't get the kids. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to uh, we'll have to do mediation and discuss that, mate. <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's fine. Um, how are you anyway? I'm right, man. How are you? Yeah, yeah, sort of, sort of exhausted, really. I'm going to try my best to concentrate enough on this to um, have some success today. So, um, sh shall I get going? uh yeah let's yeah. do it i'll tell you what happened in 1994 lewis go on then <laughs> well in 1994 which is going to be my year that you're asking me yeah. questions on um interestingly uh three massive films came out pulp fiction yep i picked three films from different genres if you like the lion king was probably the biggest animated movie okay and Forrest Gump, if you're into a bit of sort of laughter, I suppose. But yeah. that wasn't really my kind of thing. I must admit, I watched Forrest Gump once and and I was done with that. But some people go mad for it even today, don't they? Yeah, there's a... Uh... See, I completely agree with the Forrest Gump one. And I did a little bit of research on 94. And another film that I have a similar feeling you might disagree with, Shawshank Redemption. Ah, all right. Yeah, I know. For it. Yeah, people do go crazy for it. I must. I must admit, I've seen it a few times. Um, Friends was uh, came out. So okay. That, that was the big thing. Um, so I'm guessing that's the Rembrandts, isn't it? With um, yep. breakfast. In, um, not breakfast. Uh, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. Um, uh, but yeah, got that completely wrong. Breakfast in America. <laughs> um, su su super Trump, is it from the seventies? Oh, no, so uh, stay by uh, stay uh, by uh, a lady called Lisa Loeb or Loeb. Loeb. <laughs> you, would, you would know it. Loser came out by Beck. Okay. I'm a loser baby, so why don't you kill me? Um, <laughs> uh, which um, which I don't mean. That's and, mm. and, and uh, I saw the sign by Ace of Base. Now twenty eight is in the shops. Now twenty eight. What are we now on now? Twenty eight is in the shops, and I always think that 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 gives us a real sort of solid stone as to where we are. I judge. I don't judge life by the the years on the calendar i judge it by what now album <laughs> no yeah and the first the first woman priest is ordained by the church of england what a what a progressive wow. organization we've got there in 1994 I was i'm sure they've come a long way since then gosh i was so shocked to see that i was thinking what we had to wait till 1994 <laughs> okay 
Right, and um, amazingly, Brazil won the World Cup. So hopefully you yes. have a question on that. And... Which is what we're going to speak about. Um, just quickly, I'll, I did a little bit of research on 94 as well. Um, and I wanted to see if you had any experience of... I didn't realise this was the year that OJ Simpson was uh, convicted and tried for the murder of Nicole uh, Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. Yeah. Remember 100%, that? 100%. I watched it. I watched an hour of it every night on Channel 4. Really? Yeah. And it was it was... It was huge, yeah. So you had the day's play, if you like. It was like today at Wimbledon. <laughs> And it, it went and it went on for like a month. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it was tedious, and sometimes it was thrilling, and it, yeah, oh god, it was great stuff. Yeah, I just thought um, it'd be remiss of us as a sports podcast not to mention probably what was the uh, the biggest sports story or non sports story. Yeah, uh, probably the biggest news story of on the globe. Yeah, of the decade, probably. Yeah, I mean. To be honest with you, some crazy things could have happened in the world and they still didn't get bigger than that story. No, no, no. Uh, right, so 1994, um, uh, the World Cup was in America, is in the US of A. It was, it was, it was. Can I just throw in now the one, the, the one thing that I think that the listeners have got, and we've mentioned this so many times, haven't we, Lewis? This is the World Cup that is sandwiched between two penalties. <laughs> At the yes. beginning, yes. on the very, 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 and, and actually those penalties take place at exactly the same, a lot of people don't realise this, at exactly the same end of exactly really? the same stadium. Yeah. So she comes out at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, Diana Ross, that is, yeah. kicks the ball, misses the goal, the goal explodes <laughs> because the ball's meant to have gone into it. And then a month later, at that very same spot, Baggio smashes it over the bar. And I d people don't make that link, but it is literally one big burger. And, and, <laughs> and those are the two bits of bread. So it's a classic World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't remember any of this. So if there's any point you can... Uh, I was three years older for this World Cup. So if there's any point you can uh, shed some experience from yourself, then... Uh... It's, it's, not, it's not the greatest World Cup ever, <laughs> simply because it's in America. Um, well, am I, am I right in thinking that from what I've read, then the MLS, they began the um, the cogs churning in 93, ready for the 94 World Cup. And then in 96, the MLS actually really kicked off. So, so it was all kind of like a, almost like a publicity stunt, but using the uh the world cup as their their leverage i i mean if you say so that was that i <laughs> all all i know is the 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 american soccer league <laughs> that was very successful in the 1970s and early 80s had had died in the mid 80s and yeah, is that, um, that that was what uh, bobby moore pele george best went over and played in yeah Absolutely. Anyone who was anyone, once they got to the age of 36, they went and played in America. <laughs> Some of them waited till they were about 40. But yeah, so they watched. So in America, they were watching slow football because there was just lots of old people that could play really well, um, playing with their young kids. But yeah, like I mean, it was, so you had New York Cosmos, 
um, that kind of thing back then. But yeah, it, it had died and this was a, a massive chance to relaunch, I guess, if you look at it that way. Well, speaking of relaunch as well, this was, uh, I'll get on to the, my uh, round of blockbusters in a second, but this was the first World Cup that introduced three points for a win. And they'd. this was the first World Cup that also didn't have the pass-back rule. Um, oh, sorry, it had introduced the pass-back rule so you couldn't pass it back to the goalkeeper. So again, it's that idea of um, people always cry about, oh, the Americans coming over here, they were going to Americanize our game. But I'd argue those are two... Uh, Two rules. I know it wasn't the Americans themselves that put it in, but um, to use the World Cup in the US of A to uh, really first showcase those rules yeah. in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the thing is, we'd just been absolutely spoiled, hadn't we, as well? We'd just had Mexico 86. We'd had yeah. Italia 90. We'd had Spain 82. We'd had Argentina 78. And then all of a sudden we're in a country that perhaps just at that point in time they do understand the game now but at that point in time just didn't really understand i don't think the crowds knew what they were looking at in the majority i think you know in certain places like los angeles they did because obviously you've got a a a real sort of mexican sort of and in places like texas you had that kind of mexican influence but and, and in New York, it was great too because of the Irish and the Italian influences. And But there were other places that you just felt, they're not getting this at all. Yeah, they probably didn't even know what's going on, oh, did they? They were cheering, like, they were cheering when people got a throw-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, um, it was a learning experience for everybody. Um, I think it was. It was the. It was well. The the last time this has happened, it, as an Englishman as well, um, we weren't even in the tournament, so it must have been a strange experience in that sense to watch it, but completely passive because you couldn't really support any. Uh... I think this was the first time that I realised that I loved the World Cup more than I loved. Okay. Watching England play because it actually, I thought I was devastated England weren't in it. Absolutely yeah. devastated. They just that that was the game where they played Holland and 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 we were and and uh, Kuman takes Platt down unfairly, doesn't get sent off. The free kick has to be retaken. It's just an absolute debacle. We don't beat Holland. We don't go to the World Cup, and I was devastated. But then it started. And it's just, and that was the, th- and it, and I just soaked it up. It was, and kind of adopted the Irish as our team okay. in this country. And it was like that was, and Jack Charlton was. It was like we had an Englishman in charge of quite a lot of Englishmen actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Casca- yeah. Cascarino, who didn't even have an Irish grandmother, but at the time they he, thought he, he had so he oh, was really? actually 100% english with no ancestry so that that was proven way after so he was kind of playing if you like fifa illegally as an irish yeah. you've got andy townsend yeah, andy well townsend, yeah. yeah with his with his with his cockney accent i don't <laughs> i don't quite get that one you know and there was various others as well with an english manager i mean it was great it was just england in green <laughs> <laughs> and they did really well too right then so uh blockbusters is our first um round and on the uh, 1994 world cup 
Um, so, uh, I am going to. I'm just going to go through the questions. I'm not going to going to bore the audience with. No, absolutely. Let's crack on. Yeah. So, uh, right. Number one, which Bulgarian S joined Oleg Selenko as joint golden boot winner for the tournament with six goals? So uh, there's there's two that come to mind. Oh my goodness me! Is the it's the bull guy, isn't it? Oh, Lechkov. Is it Lechkov? Not Lechkov. Bulgarian not Lechkov? S. Oh, Bulgarian. I'll give you a clue. First, first name Haristo. Stoichkov. Stoichkov. It was Stoichkov. Yes. Yeah, Stoichkov, who was at Barcelona at the time. I would have thought. Yeah, and I think we spoke last week about all the players during the nineties that were just, if the uh, the, the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. If you were good, you're in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was this was the crossover point. Now this is yeah. this is this is Italy and Spain. Now this yes. is uh, right. Then number two, which two Bs? You've touched upon this already. Which two Bs joined Massaro? in missing crucial penalties for Italy in the final shootout, which they lost against Brazil. Which two Bs? Baggio and... Yep. I can see... Centre-back. I'm going to give you a clue. Centre-back. Oh, right. Oh, so that, yeah, played for AC Milan. It's... It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it. Go on. I'll give you a clue. Franco? Oh, Brazy. Franco Baresi. Baresi oh. and Baggio, yeah. So Bar- I think Baresi started the misses and Baggio, obviously, best, with the famous. Best centre-back I've ever seen play the game. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Just just uh, simply the best. Like, tiny as well, wasn't he? Uh, five, just, nine, I think just, he was. Just the best. Well, actually, okay, along with Paul McGrath. But, and, yeah, and, yeah. In that, and in that one game in New York where Italy are playing Ireland. Oh, really? They're both, they're both playing. So, play so. And... The game finishes one nil, so it just goes to show that they were marshalling pretty well. We'll say uh, Baresi was the best with two knees, and McGrath is the best with uh, with, with just one. The one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which Brazilian R won the Golden Ball Award for best player at the tournament? Which Brazilian R won the Golden the Golden Ball for best player? So it's the one that they give to the. Uh... The star of the tournament, oh, but it's not it's not the golden boot, so it hasn't scored. No, the... no, it's not the golden boot, so it didn't necessarily score all the goals. Okay, so okay, so are we talking Romario here? Thank we are talking Romario, Romario there, yeah. So mm. I think this was um, Ronaldo or R nine, as we all know him. He was a seventeen-year-old, I think he was in this tournament. So I think this was the real passing of the torch. Romario had his. Uh, day in the sun in uh, this tournament, and then in '98, it was the phenomenon. Uh, it was Ronaldo that took over for the Brazilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, number four. Which R? Uh, you've already answered this anyway. Which R is the bowl in which the final between Italy and Brazil was held? Oh, so this is the Rose Bowl in the Pasadena. Rose Bowl, and this is a college stadium. So a college football stadium. It's where UCLA play. I think. Yeah. I'm almost certain, and it's a hundred thousand capacity, and they often get a hundred thousand people in for an American football game. Um, 
I'm not entirely sure they play there today because I think they've got that much revenue as a university. They've built another stadium somewhere else, but they might Imagine. still play there. But, you know, it's 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 incredible, isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah. We've been over looking before, at though, college football. Yeah, I was looking at the attendance figures for this, this World Cup and it was um, consistently 60,000, 70,000, 80,000. Like even if we, we, we've got good stadiums in England, but even if we held it here, We'd have forty-five. We'd have thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd have a couple of seventies and eighties, but we couldn't match what the USA have got, so and that's I, college. I I went to the Rose Bowl in ninety. I'm gonna say around ninety-eight or ninety. I was certainly late nineties, um, mm. and I saw. Brazil play the United States there in a in a friendly in an international friendly. I just happened to be there when when that match was on, and I had no idea. And uh, what was it? Well, the reason I mention this is because I can talk to you about the seats. There there are no seats. They're they're sort of um, metal benches that just continue, continue, continue until you hit an aisle. So okay. so essentially, what you can do is bunch up uh okay so it's not so, like so i'm looking for my seat a12 let's just say that that every sized american can sit down <laughs> that's uh, very diplomatically put <laughs> and then of course and then let's just say um the the average human being then you still get the same <laughs> you still get the same amount of people on on that row of seats so there's and and probably more so because people do bunch up when when yeah, they yeah. know when they know each other, don't they? And there's always pe- people going scooch up, scooch up, and <laughs> and you would you know. So yeah, there's little numbers on the benches, but I mean, I can imagine at a World Cup final, there's definitely oh, yeah. not going to be the same amount of people that it says on the attendance. Yeah, definitely not in there, you know. Uh, right, so well, yeah, it was, was the Rose Bowl right? The next one, you're gonna have to forgive my pronunciation. This is a real test on uh, on your your knowledge of players. Which B is the country of Golden Glove winning goalkeeper, so the best goalkeeper of the tournament, Michel Prudhomme? Which team did he play for? Which B? Oh, Prudhomme played for Belgium, and he had a a, a curly perm. Excellent, yeah. And he had and he had incredibly big hands as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was Prudhomme. Is that is that is that how you say it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Well yeah. then, uh which which S is the nation that finished third in this tournament, beating Bulgaria full nil in a third place playoff game? Which S? Ooh, S. Okay, well, it wasn't Spain. I'm going to go for Sweden. It was Sweden, yeah. I seem to remember Sweden did quite well, but I don't... Oh, they lost to Brazil in the semis, I think. Yep, lost to Brazil in the semis. It was um, young Henrik Larsson and Thomas Brolin, if if my research tells me correctly, uh, leading their line. I don't think they got battered. I think it might have been about 2-1. And, of course, in the other semi-final, ball... Bulgaria lost to Italy, I think, having yep. beaten Germany in the quarterfinals. 
So uh, if you was to if you was to tell me in this World Cup in Qatar, I know it can't happen anyway because they're not in it. But Bulgaria and Sweden were to get to the uh, semi-finals, people would laugh at you. So they must have been a, a real contenders. I say yeah, contenders, be, but it'd be the equivalent genuine football team. It'd be the, the equivalent of of Serbia and Poland getting to the semi-finals. Really, that that kind right. of thing. Yeah, you, they started off as nobody. Do you know what I mean? And then they finished the tournament as as everybody yeah, put themselves on the map. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Czech Republic did. Right then. Uh, oh, carry on. Do they? Yes. Yeah, okay. Round. Yeah. Okay. We'll second come back. Round, we'll come back to the Czech. <laughs> uh, okay. Another test of you. Which Dutch O won the tournament's Best Young Player Award? Still playing for Ajax at the time before moving on to Arsenal in 1997. So, which Dutch O? He's playing for Ajax at the time. Obviously for Holland yeah. uh, in this tournament, no. and he moved to Arsenal. Um, oh, very quick winger, left-footed. Yes, no. Is it Jesper Olsen? No. No. Is it Mark? Over Mars. It was over Mars. It was yeah, over Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah. Question eight. I've, I've got two more. Oh, go on. Uh, which, uh, question eight: Which Dutch, sorry, not which Dutch, which D was the captain to lift the trophy for Brazil? Which D? Yeah, which D? Dunga. Dunga. It was Dunga. Dunga. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing about Brazil was they played in an Umbro kit. An Umbro was a, a British company. And it was really played awesome. in an Umbro kit. In an Umbro kit, in that, and you kind of like looking. It's you like play that football in no, an Umbro kit. No, I know. If you look, if you go back and look, it's 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 a bit of a classic kit as well. Carry on. <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> last uh, last question then on the uh, blockbusters round. Which B up until this point was the only nation to have competed in fifteen and every single instalment of the World Cup? Which country? Which B? Brazil, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's Brazil, isn't it? Because, <laughs> because, because they have, because yeah, because I think if they didn't qualify for the World Cup, they'd have to start the qualification process all over again. Because you just, you couldn't have a World Cup without Brazil. yeah, FIFA, FIFA would find a way to uh, to sort that out. For like us. having trifle without jelly, you know, you just <laughs> couldn't do it. <laughs> Oh yeah, FIFA would sort it out. Yeah, yeah FIFA. Would. They'd qualify them on on how many people fell over at half time <laughs> or something like that. I've got a question uh, along those lines a little bit later. By the way. Okay. Okay. Oh, is it my turn to ask you? Is it is your is your turn? Yes. Well, do you know what? I'm I'm just going to go straight in. With some music, I'm going. Um, you know oh, me. We're going back to the music. You know, you know me and my music rounds, Lewis. Um, um, we're not. I'm going to come on to your year a little bit later, but um, okay. I'm just going to hit you with some music now. Now these are ITV. Okay. <laughs> not BBC. Last last week was BBC and 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 general songs that we associate but this is purely yep. itv theme tunes from okay. 
from down the years. So each one is associated with the World Cup. Um, they're in no particular order. And let's see how you get. All I want is uh, ideally the country and the year or one or both. No, you'll probably only get the, the country and then you'll work out the year from that. So here okay. goes the first one. How are you doing so far? I mean, it's beautiful. It's written in your eyes. You hope you'll see. Right, are they are they say are they, are they, the words they're singing Glory Land? Is that Glory that, Land? Am I getting that? Glory Land. Glory Land. Okay. Glory okay. Land. Glory Land. Right. That gives me I I'm gonna I'm gonna be straight up front with you. I ain't got a clue. <laughs> so I'm gonna go off pure vibes here, Carl. Um I'm I'm feeling like it is nineteen ninety-four because it's the Glory Land, it feels very American gospel. It, American gospel, you got it. Yeah. It's American gospel. It is, it is American gospel. You've got it, Louis. So it is the 94 American. Uh, so we're going now with song number two. Very old, okay. old school. We're going. This feels like we're going back to those. Uh, Ooh. Rocky Four Bob. Like Brian May now. Oh, hello. Right. What do you make of that then? Okay. I'm again like I said, it gives me that Rocky Four vibes that we got from last last week. Um now obviously the synth the slightly um, electronic. But you 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 you've you've said the key word there now you've just got to know your music history as to which era was the electronic era i so i'm going 80s i'm going 80s um i'm going to go 82 82 and and we kicking off and, the electric. Got a little bit of Spanish in there, hadn't it? So that was eighty-two. Well done, well done, Lewis. Here oh. we go. So no, number three, number three. Okay, here we go. I think, <laughs> unless of course we play the the Spain one again. Oh, that drumming. So it's got okay. it's got those castanets again, hasn't it? It's got that kind yeah. of this is classic again. It's given me similar vibes to that to the one we just had. I now do I go earlier than that one or do I go later on than that one? I'm gonna go 
86. Was that 86? So Mexico 86. Mexico 86, you got it. Oh, go I, on, lad. I, I guess it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was just too well produced to be 78, wasn't it? Yeah, you just didn't have that feel of. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. 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 So, yeah, we'll go for tune number four. Here we go. If it will play. <laughs> I'm raving. Yeah. Raving. Oh, there's a clue. We're raving in, in time and in World Cup themes. Ready for this bit now. Okay. Yeah, okay. You've got enough yeah. of that, though, I think. Yeah, what? um again, oh I haven't got the Scooby. I'm is that what kicked off the nineteen nineties? Is that nine Italia ninety for us? That had I think that was based on um the reason that was based on um uh sort of craft worky type not craft work um what am i talking about um but the, it was it was meant to be kind of like a the tour de france influence so yeah, so that was france 98 there is a craft work song called tour de france so yeah that's what i was that's where he was and, going <laughs> and, and he's got that vibe yeah so it's france 98 uh, and okay. actually, if you kind, you can kind of hear yeah, that. Yeah, that does yeah. make sense. Yeah. Oh, right. Um. Now, here we go. Next one. Let's see if we can get it on. I'm having real problems today because it's not with old vinyl. Well, are we on CD today, or are we? Uh... Don't ask me how I've managed to get this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We're not even on CD. I we've gone. We've. It's. I've got it on a memory stick and I've shoved it into a an old um, music system that takes a memory stick. So I am struggling at this point. Have we done number five? No, here we go. Here's number five. Okay. Oh, is this is that right, David Bowie? Yeah, so it's it's. Um, I don't think it's him right. singing, but it's based on on his yeah. song, isn't it? It's Heroes, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, wh what made ITV? And do, don't try to find a link. Don't do, <laughs> with all the, with all the other ones. There's there's almost like a musical uh, hint. But I, 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 this is the one that got me going. I'm like listening to it myself and thinking, well, what's that got to do with that country? And I think they just, um, okay. it, was, it was very much a generic football heroes. We're just going to pick that song. Um, I'm going to tell you my thinking here. I could be way off, but I remember in the noughties that... <laughs> ITV had the Premier League, so Match of the Day lost their permission, and that started with was it U2's Beautiful Day? So it was a case of 
maybe around that time, they just had a, a stock library of <laughs> popular songs that they were just pulling out. I'm going to go, was it Germany 96? It was, it was, yeah. And I think, I think the, the slightest hint, if, if you can bear with me here, is the Germans love their sort of cheesy rock music. They yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. like there are British bands that have made it huge in Germany that just that that are big over here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, though, um, but Def Leppard from Sheffield are the biggest thing uh, uh, but, uh, over there. And, and they were big over here. Of course they were. But, you know, not in the same way as they were over there. They feel huge stadiums you know time after time marillion another another one another british band just didn't didn't really are they british well i'd have to look that up now i'm thinking they might be german but i'm thinking i think they are british but again absolutely filling stadiums over there yeah filling the odd stadium over here but not on a regular basis like that so it's kind of like that german cheesy yeah i think as well the uh the song heroes needed its it, it needed to have its couple of decades out of the uh, out of the limelight for it to be uh to be back again if they if they'd used it in the 90s it might have been a, a little bit of a you're out of touch here while you're using that song okay the next one you're just going to get it okay you're okay. just, oh, just going to get this pressure. because there's no secret here okay okay i think you've got that and actually do you know what what i didn't do was play the very beginning of that one then so let's just skip back because it's got it's actually the the beginning of it's the best part because i know that you know who it is Africa, <laughs> sing loud, sing to the people. Yes. will give us something to the world. It's just the Lion King with football, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be completely frank with you there. I automatically I went um I went South Africa. Uh, <laughs> So that's 2010 South Africa. Okay. However, okay. I then got into my own head and was thinking, is that Rio Carnival music? So then I oh. started to get a bit. Uh, so yeah, uh, your 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 showing me the beginning did help. Uh, yeah, be, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I I I had skipped the beginning, not on purpose, just because I'm not very good with the controls. Are you ready for number <laughs> seven? Here we go, seven. Yeah, ready. My favourite one. Just think, what was the best BBC tune? And think if uh, this yeah. was on the I other channel. <laughs> and I that, was thinking that. Yeah. So what have you got there? So in my head, that's Italian 90. It is correct? Italian 90. Yeah, yeah. And imagine, and do you know what? ITV nail it here because I think 
because it's an original piece of music, whereas a yeah. mix and and obviously the BBC have gone for a, a, a standard piece of opera, and of course yeah. the BBC win. Of course they do. Of course. Yeah, yeah, but but I still think ITV nail it this year. Yeah, I get the impression the ITV producers have sat around. They've heard what the BBC have got. They've got a blooming up. They've got Ness and Dorma. <laughs> right, get me a choir. Got, get me a choir now. They've got Pavarotti. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's Italian 19. So, yeah, you did really well there. Um, sorry about the South Africa one, but, you know, I'm not. No, no, I'm, no, no, I'm, no. I'm going to ask you some questions now because I feel like what happened in... 2018, Lewis, because I'm going to ask you some questions on 2018. Okay, so 2018, if we uh, travel back four years, uh, Black Panther was in the cinema. Uh, it was the time of um, Harry and Meghan's royal wedding. Um, what was else it? have we got? Gosh. Yeah. Um, it was uh, also, I don't know, if, talking of sport, and there's a an amazing documentary about it called The Rescue. It was the year of the Thai soccer team rescue, the ones that got stuck in the cave. Um, the, the Thai soccer team? Yeah, so so without spending... No, we're, not talking spend about, we're not talking about Peruvian, Chilean miners now. No, no, no. This was the the young lads. They were a Thai soccer team. They got stuck in a cave, um, and then they got they drafted in a bunch of guys from, from the UK to go and rescue them. Um Amazing documentary called The oh, Rescue. Oh, if you ever, oh, oh, is this the is this the where they it gets flooded, but they somehow get into a section of the cave that's sort of that's above water, and they just sit yeah. There. So they've got to get through the water to go and rescue them, and then they got to put masks on them um, to 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 bring them back. And don't, um, don't don't people from all over the globe who are like specialist rescuers sort of all just sort of dive on this place? And I think there's some British guys as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. They um basically the Thai military didn't have a clue what they were going to do, um. So they basically just got some guys who I think they it wasn't even their full time job, uh, cave diving. It was just something they did for fun, um. But they just happened to be the best in the world and um, dragged them in. Uh, yeah, so that was the twenty eighteen. I, I remember the world holding its breath because in those situations you often think, oh my goodness me, like are. Uh, it, 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 they, they might get the people out, but are the rescuers going to perish? You know. Yeah, exactly. And I think the um the the time difference as well. Us being over here, you go to bed seeing they're going to go and rescue today. You wake up in the morning scrambling to find out what what the outcome was. Um, but yeah, there's our there's our sport link anyway because that right. was the uh... 2018 World Cup. What what country are we in? First of all, uh, we are in Russia. We are. We're in <laughs> I had to we think are. then. We are. We are. I was thinking. I said at the beginning of this World Cup, it's a shame that the World Cups weren't the other way around. Qatar wasn't first, and then Russia, because obviously at the moment Russia would have to be really well behaved. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but then but then um, as then someone who I was uh, saying this to pointed out, yeah, but that just means that um, in four years' time he starts doing something mad. You know, anyway, you can't, you can't. So, you know, anyway, right. I've got some good questions about Russia 2018. Which, okay. Which will be their first and last World Cup. By <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to cross your fingers for that. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty set in stone, isn't it? Robbie Williams at the opening ceremony decides to 
it put they put it here as he flipped his finger. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So at the opening ceremony. Um, but what was what? So I, I think that that was. Um, I don't really know who it was aimed at. Um, I don't think it was aimed at Putin because he would he wouldn't have escaped alive. Yeah, we wouldn't have seen him again. And hopefully, well, <laughs> if only it was, damn it. <laughs> we would never, yeah, it's a shame he didn't. <laughs> um, what was, what, what was his first song of, of, of the opening ceremony? He did, he did a few songs. Um, what was the first song of his set? He actually did a set, not just one song. Um, was it, was it Angels? Was it Rock DJ? Was it Let Me Entertain You? Or was it, well, no. Was it one of those? Okay. Um, I don't know because I never, ever, ever watch an opening ceremony for the World Cup, let alone if it's Robbie Williams. I imagine, I, I'd say it was let me entertain you because he's basically saying, sit down, people. Don't go anywhere. Boom. I, uh, I'm going yeah, to entertain absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't want to start it with angels. It's too slow. It's no, no, slow. no. And um, and and I don't think rock DJ is about football. But yes, let me entertain you. It was indeed right. I am moving on. I've got lots and lots of questions, but I'm being very. I just want to remember it from from our point of view a little bit. So yep. I'm going to ask you, um, what was the only goalless draw of this tournament now let's put that in context <laughs> nearly half the games in Qatar seem to have been yeah, 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 yeah. so there was yeah. one at the last uh world cup only one was it uh egypt versus uruguay was it denmark versus france was it peru versus denmark or was it belgium versus england um the only goalless draw of the entire tournament. I, I I don't know the answer to this, but I know France did, didn't have an amazing um, group stage, so I'm going to go with France Denmark. You're absolutely spot on, and that oh, has, the ha and 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 the, the caveat to that is there hasn't been a World Cup without a goalless draw since 1954. Really? Yeah. So um, in 1954, there there wasn't a goalless draw. So I'm guessing the goalkeeping wasn't that great in, back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. Um, right. I love this one. Um, do you remember that kit? I'm just going to say that kit. Do you know which kit I'm talking about four years ago? So, so um, Nike... Bless their cotton yeah. socks, um, who um, you either love or hate as, <laughs> as an organisation. Um, and I probably am not going to sit on the fence on this one and say I'm not particularly keen on them. Um, they released the kit of the tournament. And they said, which which was, if you remember, the Nigeria home kit. Do you remember? Oh, that? I remember that. Yes, so, yes, so if yes. If you're listening quickly quickly um internet search nigeria home kit 218 and then you'll know what we're talking about so here we go they as a company said that a certain amount had been pre-ordered before the tournament started 
Okay, pre-ordered before before they'd even produced it. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking months before. So how many did they say were pre-ordered um, before they went on sale? Did they okay. have 1 million pre-orders, 3 million pre-orders, 5 million pre-orders, or 10 million pre-orders? Um, I don't think they're lying. So... Yeah. So... Oh. I think I'm going to go 10 million. I remember that being massively well, popular. Okay, it was 3 million and it really okay. and truthfully there you're just you're just um it's you you're just you just get it's a, just a guess isn't it whatever you guess. Yeah, yeah. And also you don't know if it's the truth because why should they tell why should they tell the truth? Yeah. Um and yeah. and uh, you know um the interest It was a stunning it, kit though. It was it was just bizarre wasn't it? And but but Here's the really interesting thing. They 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 sell over 10 million kits um, by the time the World Cup's finished and Nigeria only playing it once because the, wow. <laughs> two of their group games are in the white away kit. Oh, God. It was sort of a whitey, silvery thing. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So these, everyone's bought it. They only wear it once. <laughs> 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 I love I love things like that. It's like oh, <laughs> now I'm just stuck with this pre-ordered. Yeah, yeah, you're sat, you're sat in front of the television with your with your pint and your and your you've got your whisper bar and you've got your crisps <laughs> and you've got your Nigeria shirt on and and they don't even play in it. Right, um, which team won all three of their group games? without conceding a goal was it croatia france or uruguay oh uh well france they they won all of their games Which without conceding a goal won, won all won all three of their okay games without conceding a goal so for me that rules out france because they surely they uh, they went nil nil with Denmark. Uh, I'm going to go Croatia. Did Croatia do that? It surprised me. It was Uruguay. I can't believe really? Uruguay win all three. It says which yeah which team won all three of their group games without conceding a goal. Um, uh, so it says it says that Uruguay only conceded three goals in the whole tournament. But well, I guess they uh, they've got a penchant for using a striker as their goalkeeper as well at the same time. So. <laughs> really, yes, it's because they had two goalkeepers. Absolutely, they had people batting the ball out of the net. They they also, but but interestingly, it says that two of them came in their quarterfinal defeat against France. So that, oh, that so they went all that way with only conceding one goal, and then yeah. got hit by yeah yeah wow yeah and then. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay, where are we now? Which actually I'm a bit confused about because I thought that their quarterfinal was against Ghana. Because I thought if Ghana um, win that, they go to the semi-finals. Maybe not. Must have been a second. I think that was the game. wasn't that that was the one before. Am I right? Yeah, it must have been. Yes, yeah, sorry. That, that was the uh, Asamojian Suarez. Tournament yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it the one before that even? Um, it's South Africa. Am I right? No, it's South Africa. It's South Africa, isn't it? South South Africa. 20, 
it's 2010 because Ghana would have been an African team, first African team to get to the semi-finals, and it would have happened on the right continent. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, that that's the so actually yeah so that's right. So they lose to France in the quarterfinals. Um, next question. Um, oh, I like this one. So bearing in mind how much fun we've had with VAR in the last three years yeah. since lockdown. Um, VAR, if you remember, actually really made its debut at this World Cup. Um, and it says, uh, my, my question is, um, who had a penalty rescinded during the group stage after the referee used VAR and decided that the player had just fallen over? So was it Cristiano Ronaldo who had his penalty taken away? Was it Neymar? Junior, <laughs> was, it, was it Harry Kane? Well, we'd remember that. Yeah. Uh, or was it Lionel Messi? Um, I don't remember it exactly, but you're saying he fell over and that narrows it down, really. Ronaldo is known to fall over, but I'm going to go Neymar. It was Neymar, was, uh, and it was Neymar. Um, and um, the, Brazilian, the, the Brazilian star... Um, was uh, an internet sensation and it became an internet meme because because he was rolling around for ages. So yes, you it's the classic. It if the uh, if the kids are listening, you'll know it as it's Neymar rolling. He does about fifteen rolls around <laughs> the floor. He rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls and rolls, and then he gives the penalty. And this is the first time we ever see a, a referee go um, get word in his ear. And he goes over to the television and looks, yeah. and there's a huge gap between the guy that supposedly tripped him over. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not like a Brazilian to to die, <laughs> is it? We had one in the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There we are. Um, let's see if I've got one more for you, Lewis. I've got two, I think. Here we go. Two more. Japan. Oh, I like this one. Japan became the first team to advance through a World Cup um, with um, actually qualified out of the group by uh, a fair play record. They didn't qualify by points yeah. out of the group. They didn't qualify by goal difference. They didn't qualify by goals scored because they had the same as the third team in the group but they finished second by amount of yellow cards now was that no yellow cards two yellow cards did japan get four yellow cards or six yellow cards now bearing uh, in mind this is three games so yeah 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 i've i'd be stunned if it was zero i'm gonna go two yellow cards it was for Lewis, but four. again, I wouldn't expect you to know that, but it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Um, the first time in history that a team's advanced by means of yellow. And I think I vaguely remember this and I thought, wow, this is cool. This is cool. This might make people try and play a little bit fairer in the future. Well, my question is, if <laughs> if all the yellow cards are equal, what do we go to then? <laughs> Tallest <laughs> yeah. kit? I don't know. Well, I still think Japan advanced because they leave their um, 
Dressing rooms yes. are tidy. That's a great point, yeah. They tidy up after themselves. Yeah, the tidiest dressing rooms goes through after yellow cards. So I can answer yeah, your question. Away, put you on five points. <laughs> I can answer your question. And your last one, which is England orientated here. So you're going to like this. Um, and I didn't remember this. But then vaguely you do when you when you some kind of go through it. Which England player missed his penalty in the shootout against Colombia in the second round? Was it Eric? Uh, you know, was it? Do you know what? Do you know without me actually giving you the multiple choice? Um, no, want you want the multiple. Yes, yes, I do, I do, you I do, do, I do. You do. I'm gonna go. Um... Eric Dyer scored the decisive one, so it wasn't him. No. God, it was actually an awful penalty. The keeper should have saved it. But anyway, um, I'm going to go Jordan Henderson. It was Jordan Henderson. It was, yes. It was Jordan Henderson. I remember him stepping up thinking, why is he taking that? He misses. <laughs> I thought, why the heck did he take yeah, that? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah, they do that, don't they? It's, it's exactly the same as in Euro 96 when... When when you like look at all the people stood in the middle and Gareth Southgate's walking forward <laughs> and you're just going, Well, hang on a minute, Paul. Check your list. Check your list. They, no, it's you've got the you've got the wrong one. <laughs> that it? Just yeah. Paul, Paul. So like Paul is stood there. He's like looking at his he's yeah. he's looking down his tiny shoelaces. Um, you know. I think Darren Anderson, in his defence, always said, "Well, I was the next one. I was yeah. the next one." But then I would ask, "Well, why were you the next one? Why, why weren't you, you before?" <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, that's that's 2018, and those are the memorable moments, Lewis. Yeah, and I remember. I remember life peaked when Kieran Trippier hit that free kick in, a, in about the four, 14th minute yes. against Croatia in the semi-final. Oh. I thought, I remember looking around, I had the whole family around and I thought, we're going to do this. this we're is... going to do this. And and there's, that's happened twice, hasn't it? Yeah. In recent memory. And, and yeah. probably... Luke Shaw's volley last year. Yeah. And, and actually then, before that, you have to go back to the World Cup in 1970. Before, before we actually look like winning anything, you know, um, you know, because we actually got through to the quarterfinals that year, and it was only because we met Brazil in the quarterfinals. And by the way, that was the most even game ever. And the BBC actually played the whole ninety minutes quite recently, and mm. it's just remarkable to watch Pele and Moore and the way. And the, the England team were just superb in that heat in Mexico, um, Mexico City. So yeah. Uh, but then you come all the way back and you look at these two moments. Yeah, life peaked. Life peaked. This was it. This was this was going to be the moment, wasn't it? And it was. Oh, and do you know what's mad about those two goals? The Trippier goal against Croatia. It's in the first two minutes. The Luke was it Shaw, earlier than? Yeah. I and, the Luke, and, early, Luke, yeah. and Luke Shaw's. I'm sure is in the first eight minutes, isn't it? It's yeah, it really so early on. Early on. Um, and, and it's, it's that old, people will say, people will always go, uh, maybe we scored too early. Too early. And I, never, I, never, I never believe in that because surely scoring any time is good. Like, if you give me a goal in the first minute, I'm not going to turn it down and say, oh, no, that's too early. 
But maybe, maybe it was just maybe it was. Just too early. I the 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 overriding memory for that tournament though, the 2018, just quickly, it was the Columbia shootout. Because I, I remember they 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 used every dark art and trick yes. in the book oh, to yeah. try and gum their way through. Oh, yeah, that was, then, it was crazy, wasn't it? Like Henderson digging, missed the penalty, digging, and I digging, thought we it's a digging yeah. the penalty spot out with their studs yeah. and. And and encroaching the 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 and like being in Pickford's face and it was just it was, do you know what? Cheats never prosper. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I like to think that anyway. Uh... There, was, there was one other thing about. Um, I'm actually gonna. Oh, there was one other thing about that. Um, did you know that England? There we go. There was one more question. Oh, here we go. This is perfect to go on from the Columbia game. What is the common theme in England's last three knockout wins? Ecuador in 2006. Uh -huh. Colombia and Sweden in 2018. Their opponents all wore yellow shirts. Ah. England scored a penalty in all three games. That's it, really. <laughs> it's, the, it's the yellow shirts, isn't it? The yellow shirts. Well, <laughs> I couldn't come up with another one. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, oh, or, or England. I'd, I'd written down or England score a free kick. But you're right. Yeah. So England, England do very well when their opponents are playing in yellow. So remember that this World Cup. Well, I. If if my calculations are correct, there's a very good chance we could face Ecuador in the next round. So, fingers that, crossed. That we you, uh, is that what you're thinking? Is it my? That, well, that... it's it's them, Holland, Senegal, and Qatar, isn't it? In that group, I'm so sure it's it is. Not Qatar. It's Sen It's either Senegal or Ecuador, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think so. Um, and I think Ecuador actually look all right with Anna Valencia. Um, and then what do we do? We go through to the so we beat the team in yellow. Then we go and play France. Is that right? And then we get knocked out in the well. Quarters. Well, all all of the Scottish and Welsh and Irish listeners there have gone typical English, presuming they're <laughs> going to win. Um, touch wood, all going well. Yeah, that's that's how it should. Uh, that's how it's going to be. And then we're going to get slaughtered by France in the quarterfinals. Why don't we? Because yeah, well, that's such a shame because I actually think everyone's beatable in this World Cup apart from France. That's the one team that I'm looking at and thinking, I think we will struggle there. Yeah, I've they, um, they just look I've been it. saying the same. I think I've not watched a team yet and thought they're the team to beat. France have looked good. I completely agree with that. But I also think they give up opportunities to teams and a better team than who they faced could use them opportunities. But yeah, there's no real, no one's really taken it by the scruff of the neck and said, we're yeah. the team to be. Having watched Germany, Spain last night, I thought, yeah, Germany look a little bit inexperienced. Um, <laughs> a few names we've never heard of before. They're trying really hard, they're, but they're not quite the machine that they normally are. Spain have not got the tick-attack of football that they used to have. So they, they, they can't, they're not going to... Uh, pass anybody off the park like they did in South Africa, um, I, 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 but France do look quite um, devastating when they get 
football into certain forward areas and everybody seems to know what runs they're making. And I think, oh, let's put it like this, Kyle Walker had better have his his best pair of boots on that night because he'll be playing right back. And that's where our whole World Cup will either continue or fall down for me. It will be on that left wing get Mbappe against Walker in about a week, a week's time or yes. a week and a half's time, in about 10 days' time, and it will come down to that battle. And if he's not fit, I think I, don't, I can't see that we've got another right back that could possibly keep up with him. <laughs> I really can't. No. No, I completely agree. Because um, because because Mbappe has unpacked a pair of jet propelled <laughs> boots that obviously the wily e. coyote must have left behind. Well, we ne- we therefore need to uh, bring ourselves some uh, TNT into the uh, <laughs> yes. the equation. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Well, we've um, done uh, 1994. Have you got any more questions, Louis? No, or we've done 1994 and 280. I think we've done it, haven't we? We've nailed it. We've nailed yeah. it. And we've had a bit of yeah. music too. Everyone's yeah, it's a nice little journey back. And um, uh, yeah, I think the 2018 World Cup is the best I've ever seen England. Um, I've ever seen. I know 96 happened and uh 86 we had the chance um but and obviously 1994 by all all accounts from yourself it was nice to actually just be a passenger rather than um it was great embroiled in heartache (laughs) yeah it was great it was great yeah it was great because you had teams like bulgaria and romania doing so well it was you know it was um and sweden so you had three teams that just you just didn't see coming at the beginning of the tournament and 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 yeah so it's a memorable tournament if for nothing else for those two penalties that everything else is sandwiched in between (laughs) yeah i think you were somebody beautifully there and um and on that note um come on england tomorrow night against wales yes and if you uh if you're listening beyond that game, you'll know <laughs> yeah. the fate. You'll know you're, you're probably just laughing at us, thinking. Yeah, idiots. so <laughs> I think so. Tomorrow after tomorrow night, we could actually just turn this into a mini USA '94, where you <laughs> yeah. kind of experience what it's like to watch lots of rounds where England aren't involved. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to find out which team in the uh, in the tournament has got the most expat Brits <laughs> uh, who have changed their changed their passport. What music do you want to play out on? Shall we do that ITV one again? Yes, yes, yes. That's a great <laughs> idea. Yeah. That will be so good. That will be so good. Um, I will put it on now. Have a good one, everyone. See you, Lewis. Bye. See you, man. <laughs>